0: Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. So thanks and, for joining
1: us. Yes, and today we sound like one girl and one <laughs> me. <laughs> Y'all, I totally lost my voice last week.
0: Oh my god! We couldn't
1: record. We're having to like double up today and I still... We call it my man voice, because whenever I get sick and I get a cough, I lose my voice and then I sound like a man.
0: Have you ever watched Friends? When Phoebe gets her sexy voice from being sick, that's what I'm calling Bethany's oh, voice. That's Her Phoebe sexy voice. That's
1: much better than man voice. Exactly.
0: But y'all, <laughs> if you could have heard her when she called me last Monday and was like, I can't record. I'm like, oh, dear gracious, no, you can't.
1: It was bad. It was bad. So, so. I'm just going to have to, like, throw my voice an octave and talk up really high today. There you go.
0: <laughs> okay, so before before we get into this doozy of an episode today, oh, man. talking about heartbreak and disappointment. Yeah,
1: I wonder if, like, subliminally, I was just, like, super stressed about having to talk yeah. about this. I was like, How I'll lose my voice. How much can we
0: prolong this? <laughs> we wanted to give you all a quick reminder that before Thanksgiving, so within the next week, mm-hmm. we are going to be posting our first video to Patreon, where we will be talking about more topics around singleness and honest conversations about dating and the extension of the episode we did a few weeks ago.
1: like we normally would talk. Yeah, honestly, it's gonna be like you'll just be
0: able to see us and stay in the line here, basically. <laughs> yes. So if you want to get access to that video, be sure and go to our website lookingforthemiddle.com, click on the resources tab at the top and that is where you can partner with us to get access to this exclusive content among other things. So we would love that for you to do that. And we're excited about this video. Yeah. We still wore messy buns because we wanted to be true to who we are. And we don't do our hair on recording days. Nope, we do not. (laughs) So it'll be fun. But let's jump in. Okay. What's our question of the day?
1: Okay. Here's a question. What is the funniest way you've ever been injured?
0: Oh, dear gracious. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Okay. So... Um, I have a really embarrassing story from when I was 14 about a fall that I took, and Melanie actually has been trying to figure out a way for us to, basically for Bethany to set me up to tell the story, and this is how she came Uh up to do it. Great. All right. So, when I was 14, Mm -hmm. I went to see Ratatouille in theaters, which I have never seen again to this day because of how traumatic this memory is, and the movie theater's packed. I'm with my family, and me and my little brother Brett decided we're going to sit on the front section that's on the floor where, you know, you're looking Uh straight up, which lasted approximately four minutes. And at that point I'm like, my neck is hurting. I'm going to go back (laughs) up and sit with mom and the rest of the family. And we had some friends there. So I turn around and start jogging up the stairs of the movie theater. Keep in mind the previews before the previews are still playing. So the lights are all on. (laughs) You can see everything. And I trip and face plant up the (laughs) stairs. And the worst part is that the person laughing the hardest in the theater was my mom. And she has just lost it. My mom has a really warped sense of humor where she laughs, laughs anytime anybody falls. And so I get up super quick, which is also funny because I don't move quickly at any point in time. And I sit in the chair and like cover my face. My like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened. And my mom is just hysterically laughing. And I, like, scraped up my foot and bruised my hand, I think, from tripping and, like, catching myself. (laughs) We get in the car to go home. My mom has to sit there for 10 minutes to compose herself. So it's just, it's funny all the way around. She'll still laugh about it. It's been 12 years, and she'll lose it if you bring it up. But it was, to date, my most embarrassing moment and, um, yes, I injured myself, but that was, my pride was hurt way more than anything else, honestly. <laughs> so, Melanie, you're welcome. I finally told the story <laughs> yeah. on the air. Let's all laugh at 14-year-old Kristen.
1: Okay, moving I, on. I didn't really have an answer. I just wanted oh, to tell the story. <laughs> no, 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 I do. Okay, so I was, I don't know how old I was. I was in high school. I, we, we were, it's our old house. Yes. In the cul-de-sac. And so we were playing frisbee. Okay. out in the street and someone threw it and I was running to catch it. And I like tripped on the curb and like twisted my ankle like oh, super bad. Hurts. It was the worst. Oh I, and gosh. I mean, yeah, clumsy Bethany came into <laughs> full effect. So I'm like, Oh my word, my ankles hurt. It swells up so bad. I'm like, I think it's broken. My parents took me to the ER thinking my ankle might yeah. be broken. It wasn't, but to compound the whole thing, I had been in the ER not even a month prior thinking I had broken the same ankle <laughs> playing basketball. Oh my gosh. So, I'm like, this
0: girl's just trying to get I just to don't
1: learn. Yeah, I don't learn my lesson. And not only that, but, you know, I'm hobbling around. The nurses are like, oh, well, let's get you some crutches so you don't have to put any weight on it. You know, whatever. Yeah. So they gave me crutches and I got about like three steps down. They're like, hold on, we'll go get you a wheelchair <laughs> before I'm you injure so yourself further. Yeah, I'm so uncoordinated on crutches. I hope I oh never have to have any gosh. kind of surgery. It would be horrible. I'll end up with a concussion
0: That's from really the crutches.
1: Funny. That is very funny. So, yes, funny. tripping over a curb.
0: Oh, wow. what's mine. Tripping? No, it's just not. It's just not. We're just gonna... <laughs> yeah. So watch where you're walking, people, is basically yes. what we're telling you. And watch
1: out for us where we're walking, too, yeah, apparently, because you never us, know what's going to happen. Us,
0: like, a five-foot bubble. That'd be great. For real. For your safety and ours. Yes. Okay. That was a nice, lighthearted way to get into this content. So y'all know, we have been teasing this episode for quite a while now, pretty much the whole season. If y'all were listening to Favorite Things Month back in August, we mentioned this, that over the summer, Bethany and I went through breakups. And so even though that ended up happening, we've been thinking about doing an episode about this for a long time because we haven't really ever touched on the topic of heartbreak and breakups to this extent. Right. So this was a long time coming.
1: We just moved it back a little. We had it much earlier in the season to start with, but we were like, we cannot talk about this right now. Like Mm-mm. neither of us were in a good place to talk about it. Mm-mm. So we've moved it almost all the way to the end of the season now. Yes.
0: And then Bethany lost her voice. So we I know. Just keep on and keep on. And we're finally having to do this. Um, so yeah,
1: we had very firsthand experiences with this this summer. I think we're far enough away now, though, that we can talk about it. We've processed it. We have perspective. We're quote unquote back to normal, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Dating sounds fun again. As fun as dating can sound. I was to
0: say, does dating ever sound fun? But <laughs> you know what I mean? Of, yes. Yeah. I feel like we've
1: Boys sound fun
0: again. There you go. There Dating you or... go. That's great. Yeah, because it does take time. And the yeah. last thing we wanted was to record this episode where we were still emotional because that's just never a good idea to begin with. And <laughs> we didn't want to say something we wish we hadn't. Yeah, to. we wanted to put a lot of thought into what we said, how we said it. And we fully realized that we have a platform to tell this story and the guys we were with don't. And we don't want to abuse that right. opportunity and get on here and just rant. Because no. We want to talk about this because we want to help y'all as y'all go through this because 99% of you will go through this.
1: Yes. At some point. Or have already.
0: Or have already. And so we want this to be helpful, not just a hey, let's Kristen and Bethany get on the air and just vent for an hour. Yeah. So that's not a good look for anyone. No, that was kind of our mentality. Yeah. We do realize that, you know, the title of the episode is Navigating Heartbreak and Disappointment And a big part of heartbreak and disappointment comes from going through a breakup. But we also realize that a breakup isn't the only thing that can cause heartbreak and disappointment. We're going to err on the side of talking about breakups today, but we don't want you to think, oh, unless you've had your heart broken, you have no idea what this is like. Sure. Because that's not true at all.
1: No, I mean, you, you can be disappointed when expectations aren't met. You can be disappointed and even heartbroken, depending on how far you've gone when something doesn't work out that you wanted to, but never actually happened. And we all have been there, I think. Oh, totally. So we know that a breakup isn't the only thing that causes that, but that's where our firsthand experience is at the moment. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Exactly. We're going to kind of start from the beginning of the process of going through a breakup and all that it entails. Um, we'll go through a little bit of our own stories just so y'all have some context. We won't get too detailed, but just to give you a little bit of an idea. So you're not totally having to fill in the blanks. Um, and then we're going to kind of cap it off with what we've learned, what we're going to take from this and hopefully help you guys learn from our experiences and not always have to just learn from your own
1: <laughs> and then we have a super fun announcement at the end something we're really excited about yes. that will totally lighten the mood <laughs> yes Definitely. back off of all the sad stuff well, we've
0: wanted to sandwich this episode with happy funny things <laughs> there you go so stay tuned till the end for the big announcement. yes all the way to the end yes okay so starting off you get your heart broken you get broken up with whatever happens grieving is the first thing that kind of sets in. And mm-hmm. you know, people talk about the grieving process and I became very well acquainted with that entire process <laughs> after this happened. Beth needed to, because you're grieving the loss of this relationship that you're in. You're grieving the loss of a person who you spent a ton of time with someone. Who, the weirdest thing for me was I went from talking to this guy every single day, all the time, seeing him constantly. And then all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah. There's no slow fade. No. It's just a hard and fast cut.
1: Yep. Like you said, you're grieving the, the person, but you're also completely having to learn a new normal mm-hmm. because that had become your normal. Yeah, And so it's not just, Oh, everything's the same. We're just going to pluck this one part out. Like everything about how you go about daily life for the most part, when it comes to the practicalities of it, like that changes, mm-hmm. whether it's your thought processes, what you're thinking about, what you're talking about, like it just changes. But then at the same time, Especially if it was more serious, which for both of us, it really was. There's an element, though, of grieving the future, grieving what could have been, grieving these ideals that you had together built up in your head of what the future was going to look like. And that's gone. Mm. So the person's gone. Your current normal is totally changed. You don't know what that's going to look like. But then your future normal is also gone, too. And so there's just a lot to process with that. And I think you have to take the time to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. It doesn't have
1: to be forever.
0: No, but but definitely give it the time, the time that it needs. Yeah. And I know both of us too are kind of in this spot where we were both long distance, which we'll get into that. But there was a sense of we were starting to think through decisions we were going to mm-hmm. have to make if this did work out. And so when this ends, your decision making process changes too, Mm -hmm. because what you were basing your decisions on before isn't around anymore. Right. So now you're thinking, okay, well, I could take this job and it would work out really well. Whereas before may not have been the best idea or I can, you know, move to this apartment or do whatever. Yeah. Cause you're
1: thinking of things from the standpoint of what if in six months I'm moving to a new state, especially when it's long distance or what if in, you know, a year we're trying to figure out where to live or like all of these things that you're trying to process then suddenly look totally different. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. And the grieving process is definitely the commonality because you go through grieving regardless of how it ended. But I do think it's important that we point out the difference between if you're the one breaking up with someone or if you're the one getting broken up with, which (laughs) lucky for for y'all, we have different stories. So (laughs) Bethany broke up with her boyfriend. I was the one broken up with. So we get to cover all sides today. But there is a difference. Yeah. And in how you handle it and how you walk through it and how you process it. And so that's why we wanted to kind of tell you all the backstories because we wanted to highlight those differences. So
1: why don't you start? Yeah.
0: Talk through kind of what happened.
1: Okay. So we met online actually back the beginning of this year when we did our online dating series and all that. And I got back online. So I met him indirectly, I guess, as a result of that, I had actually gotten on um, several sites and we talked about a lot, but then I was also doing research for the online dating resource kit that we have on our Patreon thing. And so I was doing research into a bunch of different sites and I stumbled across a super niche site that I didn't want to pay for because I didn't want to spend money on this tiny little site, but I had kind of wanted to see how it worked. And I looked through profiles and I found several that I liked. And I was like, oh, they kind of stood out and his was one of them. And so I just kind of favorited them. And I thought, well, if one of them mess, one of these few people messages me, then I'll pay for a month and talk to him. And he did. And off we went. That's how we got started. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty serious, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, like we've talked about before, when you're older, I hate saying that about myself,
0: but it's (laughs) When you're more mature.
1: When you're older, you know what you're looking for more. You kind of speed through the earlier part somewhat. You can go through it quicker. And he was several years older than I was. So it was pretty serious pretty quickly. We were talking about getting married. So, I mean, it had gotten to that point, but some issues had just come up that we weren't seeing eye to eye on. They weren't little preferential things, I guess you could say. There were some red flags and his view of those issues was different from mine. It wasn't really something that I was willing to compromise on and neither was he And so neither of us really wanted to budge on our perspectives and we kind of had reached an impasse, which was only, only made greater. I think by the fact that we were like seven, eight, nine hours apart, Mm -hmm. which is tough. Yeah. It made it more difficult to think about trying to work through those things. I think if we had lived in the same city, we could have slowed down the pace and maybe given some time to trying to look, look at those things and work through them. I even suggested like, Hey, maybe you could move here. Like I, it made more sense, you know, go ahead and move here. We can try this, we can whatever. And he, um he didn't see that from the same perspective. Which I get. Like Mm. that's
0: a big a lot. Yeah.
1: And so it just got to a point where, like I said, we were at an impasse. And when you're at an impasse, you don't really have much choice, I guess you could say. And so I thought we were at the same place with our understanding of that and where it was leading in that we weren't going to be able to get around this. And so we had several conversations leading up to it several days in a row, just really trying to talk through it. and We we couldn't get around it. And so when I did finally say, okay, this is not going to work. Like we've got to end it. I thought we were both understanding that, but I did still kind of blindside him and I feel horribly about that now. Well, I felt horribly about it then, yeah. but it just kind of reiterated how important communication is, yeah. which we talk about plenty. I know, but even in this thinking about that, like really being clear about where you're at with things is so important. Two big things that I think I took away from it were one, when you're, this is specific to like when you're the person breaking up with someone else, even if you think you're totally on the same page, like I did remember that you've had time to think through the issues, everything you want to say, what the problem is, why it makes sense to break up on and on. You can go. They haven't. Even if you've talked about it, at length, once you have made that decision to break up with someone, you're the only one that knows that. And so just keep that in mind, be sensitive to that, that you're the one that's had time to think about this and that you've processed it more and you're further along in that journey. And so just being understanding of that as you're going through that process, I think is really important. And then the second thing is, I love how you wrote this in the notes. The second thing that I would just say is just because you were the one who ended it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. Like i are welcome. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I had people who were like, oh, but you broke up with him as if it was like, oh, well you, you should be fine then. And that's just not the case. Just because you break up with someone doesn't mean there weren't still feelings. It doesn't mean you wanted to necessarily. Sometimes it does, yes, <laughs> but not necessarily. And so if you're in that position, don't feel like you're not allowed to grieve like we were talking about, or you're not allowed to be sad or upset. It just may be different. There may not, there's not going to be the shock value as much as when you're on the other side of it, but there is still hurt and there is still pain there. And that's okay. There, it's not weird or abnormal for that to be there.
0: Yeah. Cause like you said, you're, you're grieving this person and whether you're the one choosing to not continue the relationship, you are grieving. Okay. The future I planned with you is now gone. The plans I had with you are now Not happening. And you're not here either. And you're not here either. Exactly. And you've become someone super close and important to me. So.
1: Yeah. So that was, yeah, one of the biggest takeaways for me. And that's kind of just like how, at a very high level, the story of what happened for me. So then three days later... (laughs) uh uh-huh. You want to take it away? broken <laughs> up with. Yes.
0: So, it was really kind of funny and not funny at the same time that we started dating our boyfriends very close together. And then the breakups happened three days apart. So we were...
1: I mean, yeah, within a couple of weeks at the beginning, yes, right? Yes. We
0: were walking this journey at the exact same time, basically, which was...
1: Which is both helpful and horrible at the same yeah. time. The
0: amount of ice cream we bought... No kidding. That those few weeks oh, afterwards, I mean, we should have bought stock in Ben and Jerry's or Briar's or something. <laughs> so yeah. So like Bethany said, it was a couple of weeks before she started dating this guy that I started dating a guy and kind of the same thing. It got pretty serious, pretty quick. And he was long distance, not quite as long. He was about three hours away, but we talked on the phone or on FaceTime for hours every single night before we met in person. After we met in person, we were talking all the time. And looking back now, it definitely seemed like it was a whirlwind because it happened so quickly. and We were meeting each other's families and friends and all of this stuff, but it got serious really quickly. And I was very convinced I was going to marry him. I, mean, I remember having the conversation with my mom in the car very early on. Like, Mom, I think he's it. I mean, he is checking all the boxes. He's things I didn't even think I wanted or knew I wanted, and he's all of these and more. And it's just so great and blah blah blah. I was giddy as bethany will tell you she would like oh my word you need to like come off your come down off your cloud yes so the relationship progressed and then how bethany mentioned that she kind of unintentionally blindsided someone i was the one in this case getting blindsided this really just hit me out of nowhere and
1: which not to like Celia thunder. Oh, no. But it's just funny, the timing of it all, because like you said, we were on like the exact opposite side. So on the one hand, it was helpful. But at the same time, I'm sitting here watching you go through this and I'm like, oh, my word, I just did that to someone. And it it, like made it doubly bad (laughs) for me. I felt horrible trying to make her feel better. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my word. I just did this to someone, and I didn't think I was, and I didn't mean to. And yeah. Oh,
0: It was rough. It was
1: a rough. That first week. It was terrible. was not, we were not fun people to be around. Wow. I remember, Lindsay, we were going to something, <laughs> some, like, social event, and all of our friends were going to be there. And we told Lindsay, we were, like, text. Like, like, two or three people we were really close to. Yes. And we were like, they can't ask us about this. Mm-mm. Like, they need to know we broke up, and they need to know not to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And so Lindsay was texting. She's like, hey, don't talk to Bethany and Kristen about this. They don't want to just steer clear. She was great. And our friends were great, They were so sweet. (laughs) They
0: really tried hard to cheer us up and did a great job. Yes. But yeah, it was a rough, rough time. But yeah, I was totally blindsided. and I won't go into all the details of how it ended or what happened or why it ended, but definitely didn't see it coming. And what I think made it even worse is that no one else really saw it coming either. Because sometimes you're so just in love and, oh my gosh, so wrapped up into it. And other people can be like, "Oh, Chris and I totally saw this coming. Like, Did you?" But nobody felt that way. No. Everybody was shocked. Family, friends, whoever. And I mean, I was I was absolutely devastated. And I have a great breakup playlist, by the way. If y'all want it, yes. I can share that with you. Got Bethany and me through some. Really, it's so great, really <laughs> <laughs> tough times. But like Bethany had a couple of things that she learned from her experience. I definitely feel like I learned a lot from this. But two things were first, I actually went back. To him, two weeks after the breakup, to have one kind of final conversation and try to get some closure because I don't process things well in the moment. So you can imagine, not only am I not seeing this coming, but then it's happening, and my my brain is not my brain's going faster than my mouth. And there were a lot of things I realized I wanted to say or wanted to ask after the breakup had happened. And so and he told you you could. Yeah, he did. He he knew. Sweet thing, he knew. He was like <laughs> Kristen if you have questions, if you want to talk any more about this, like you call me. And right before he left, I was like, okay. And one of my mentors really encouraged me to do it because I wasn't going to, because one, I don't like confrontation. (laughs) And two, there was a little bit of my pride that was like, do I really want to go back and Mm -hmm. do this? But I was like, no, I think to get closure that I need to do this. And so I called him two weeks later and was very kind in my delivery, I felt like, but I was very honest. And I told him, you know, what upset me. I told me that what I didn't regret and that I didn't regret the relationship or I didn't regret how I handled things and, you know, talked through what I wanted to talk through. And I got off that phone call feeling so much peace Mm -hmm. and closure that I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't done that. And so I was really grateful that I was encouraged to do that. And then I stepped over my fear of confrontation because... I feel like if anything, I would have always been thinking, well, if I would have just said this, or if I would have just asked this question, or if I would have Mm -hmm. just done this, then maybe I'd feel better about it. Yeah. And I was able to get that, which I'm really grateful for. And the other thing that I don't really have a pretty bow to tie on the end (laughs) of this, but just in case you've ever felt this way, you can know you're not alone. But I remember feeling really embarrassed and honestly kind of stupid after it ended because I was so sure that I was going to marry him. And everybody else seemed to agree with me. And so I, when it ended, I was like, I thought this was it. And I must look so dumb because I thought that he was going to be it. Yeah. And everybody says, well, when you know, you know. And I was sure that I knew. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, am I the only one who's not going to know? Yeah. Am I the only one who's not going to have this... Confidence or certainty. I'm always gonna be guessing until I'm at the altar with yeah. whoever he is. And you'd be like, you know, maybe he does kind of like yeah. me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that I really had to yeah. kind of work through that. I'm like, you know what, Kristen? I'm, I don't even know what to say <laughs> now. Well, the, I like, I
1: get that. I mean, I get that because, like, for me, it you go from oh, we're talking about weddings and future and mm-hmm. that kind of big stuff to oh no, we broke up. Yeah. And that's a tough thing to explain to people, yeah. especially when you don't want to explain it to them. Exactly. And so I get that. You're like, I just feel dumb.
0: Yeah. Well, and it was more so to the people that weren't super close to me, but right. that just knew it was a serious, because the people right. really close to me knew all the details uh-huh. and knew what was happening. It was that second tier. Right.
1: Who were like, oh, how's, how's so-and-so? Yeah. yeah. And you're
0: like, oh, We're, we're not together anymore. Oh, like, Oh, what happened? Or I'm so sad. And and then you have to come up with an elevator pitch. Right. Why, you know, why you're not together anymore. So yeah, I don't really know how to be super encouraging about that. Other than the fact that I know exactly what you're thinking. If you've gone through that before and it's, totally valid if you feel that way, but it's also not something you need to,
1: nobody else is thinking that about you though. Yeah.
0: No one's thinking, Oh my word, she's so dumb. I can't believe she thought she was going to marry him. and then Right. She didn't. No, no, no one's thinking that you're, you're thinking that about yourself, but no one is thinking that about you. So don't get too yeah. bogged down with that. Um, speaking from experience. Yes. <laughs> so, so
1: now that we have recapped what happened, let's talk about what we've learned. Cause I think that was one of the biggest reasons we wanted to wait on this. So that we weren't just rehashing and, like you said, venting about what happened, but we can offer some perspective and some, hopefully, insight and things we learned that might help you if Mm -hmm. you find yourself in this same spot. So let's talk about some things we learned. I know I kind of mentioned before clear communication and I never really thought about it in the context of actually breaking up with someone before, but I just learned how important that is even when you're breaking up is when you get to that point of not being able to get around something you've got to clearly communicate there needs to be clarity and there needs to be like clearly defined lines mm-hmm. of what this is for lack of a better term and we actually had a listener just recently asking us about like taking a break or they were thinking about taking a break and what were our thoughts and this is a I don't know that I am much to the chagrin of all the friends, fans out there. <laughs> we were <not> a <laughs> I don't know that I'm a huge proponent of taking a break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you lose a lot of that clarity. That's so important there because how do you communicate to someone who you're just on a break with that you used to date, but they're still there, but they're not. But what is that? I just, I'm not, if you've been dating for long enough that you're it's serious and You're moving forward, but you've hit these things that you cannot work around. So you're going to take a break. What, like, you can't do that once you're married. Mm -hmm. So if it's something you're moving towards marriage, but you've hit upon this thing that you can't work through. The only thing is to just take a break and not work through it. Or you've Mm -hmm. tried working through it. Nothing's getting better. I think you just need to break up. Yeah. Now I have broken up before and left it as these things need to be worked on. And it needs to be done independent of me. But if and when that happens, I'm open to us talking again. You don't have to slam that door, but it does need to be closed for now, I think.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm glad I was thinking I'm going to say this. If she doesn't, I think she's going there. (laughs) But I love the mentality Bethany had when all of this happened because it was not a, oh, I'm never, ever dating him again. And I think we're at the point now where like she's, I think the door has closed at this point, but it's been months down the road. But I think that breaking up, but not ruling out, getting back together is different than taking a break because I feel like as you break up, you think, okay, maybe down the road we could, if this changes or whatever, but you're not going to stop living your life. You're not going to not date anybody else. Mm -hmm. Something comes along. You're not going to put everything on pause, hoping that this is going to happen where it's almost like at least... If I'm wrong in this, you can totally call me out. But my mentality of a break is we're not dating, but I kind of still have dibs on you. Yes. And I need you to work through this or I need yeah. you to do this. And then you can date me, but I don't really want you dating anybody else yeah. either. It's this weird, like you said, just middle ground that can cause a lot of confusion. Yeah.
1: you're. I think breaking up in general needs clarity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It can be kind clarity. You mm-hmm. can be kind about it. You don't have to just be, rude, but there needs to be definite understanding of what it is and what it is not. And as you you see how it played out in friends. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what's good. I'm just (laughs) saying there was no clarity there. Mm -hmm. There needs, I've said clarity 38 times in about two minutes now, but that driving the point. Yeah. That's what you need here. So yeah. Yeah. Clear communication is so important, even when you're breaking up.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. One thing I feel like I learned From this whole situation. I'm running out of words to call it. Breakup situation. Circumstance. Heartbreak. (laughs) D-Day. Whatever you want to call it. But I think just going through this gave me a totally different perspective on what it's like to be on the other side of a breakup. Because I have not been broken up with since I was 15 Mm -hmm. before this. And it was not nearly this serious (laughs) or big of a deal. Um, But I had always been... The one to end it, whether, like you said before, it was, oh, I definitely wanted to end it or I ended it, but I didn't want to, but I'd never been on the receiving end of it like this. I hope I never have to break up with somebody again, but (laughs) if I do, I just feel like the approach I take, the way I say things, the clarity that I try, like you said, to try Uh to provide, I'm going to have so much more perspective on that moving forward than I did before. And so I would encourage you if you are on the brink of breaking up with someone or if you have to in the future, this is where the golden rule, you never want to have to apply the golden rule in this way, but like if someone (laughs) were breaking up with you, what would, how would you want to do it? And what would you want them to say? And, you know, you would want clarity and you would want honesty and you would want kindness and compassion. And so think through that filter if you are going to have to do something like this, because you would want that person to do the same for you. Mm -hmm. So that would be my one of my
1: oh yeah big I think things. that's huge. I think one thing I don't really know how to say this. <laughs> like one thing is learning the difference or the fine line between compromising and just giving it giving in too much. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah,
0: I think it's a good way like to
1: put what because you know I preach it from the hilltops. Every, you know, week <laughs> in and week out here, like. Relationships are about compromise and you ha- you can't always have your way and you have to be willing to be selfless and think of the other person, all these things. But there is a line between compromise where both of you are giving and then also like you just constantly saying, OK, yeah, whatever you want, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying that's what he didn't make me do that. I, that's, no. I'm not trying to, I'm. But that was just something that was a process that I was thinking through. It was like, okay, where is this line? Am I being, am I compromising or am I being a pushover? Am I, you know, trying to be selfless or am I just not saying what I think? Mm -hmm. And constantly, like, it's just kind of clarified, one, that I need to do that better. But then two, where that line is, which is something I hadn't really thought about a lot before.
0: Yeah. And I think when that line kind of encroaches on who you are. Yes. Is where it gets a little murky. Because that was something that me and some other people really close to Bethany kind of started noticing before the relationship ended was, I mean, Bethany's a strong person and I so admire that about her. And she is really independent and she's super competent and capable and all this. And not that this guy was saying she wasn't, but Bethany is the type that'll stand up for stuff and what she wants and go after what she wants and all this stuff. And it was like, she was giving so much that that was kind of the first thing we're like, Oh, this isn't you. Yeah. And it's a different, there's a difference between, Oh, if she was just compromising because now she's in a relationship to, you're not even being able to be yourself because you're just trying to give, 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 and you know, yeah. To make the relationship keep going Yeah, and And finding where that line is. It's a murky thing. It's a tricky thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think you've you know learned a lot from that. And yeah, you've talked about that a lot, and I think you'll be super prepared moving forward into your next relationship yeah. to know what that looks mm-hmm. like. Let's see another thing I learned. It's so much easier to talk <laughs> about it now. Than when I'm like, I haven't learned anything. I know. I've learned this is awful. <laughs> um, we both said like we cried more that month.
1: Yes. Than
0: we had in a long time.
1: I mean, it was I'm pretty... not a crier. Yeah, I am. Kristen a is so. When, yeah when
0: you cry I was like oh dear gracious
1: <laughs> yeah probably yeah more tears in that month between the two of us than I know for me in years long past long time yeah oh, we gosh. were a joy to be around oh. now you guys see why we were like we need a break in August yeah we need we, to talk all about- of this happened in July we were like I don't want to talk about boys yeah.
0: talk about clothes and shoes
1: <laughs> exactly and <Instagram. laughs> Oh gosh, no. surprisingly, surprising we didn't do favorite ice cream flavors oh and like favorite fast food joints. <laughs> we totally should have.
0: Next favorite thing. There we go. Do. Um. Okay, let's see. Another thing I feel like I learned after going through all of this was just how to have tough, honest conversations and not shy away from them. Because like I said before, I don't like confrontation. And I will put up with a lot before I will have confrontational conversations. And so through this relationship, especially towards the end, looking back now, I think I grew a lot and just not suppressing things or not, not bringing things up because I didn't want to rock the boat. And it was like, no, I'm, you know, this hurt me. So I'm going to tell you about it. Or I have a question because this isn't the way I thought it would be, or, you know, fill in the blank. And thankfully I will give the guy credit for this. He knew that about me. So he would kind of pull it out of me, which I appreciated, And that was something like, okay, this is nice to have. <laughs> um, but just learning how you're not going to solve anything. If you just bottle everything up mm-hmm. and nothing is going to change. If you're not addressing the current circumstances, because they don't know exactly. Yeah.
1: And well, and I'm such a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more talking about like the compromise and when to just make everything. Okay. Is, I'm not as confrontation averse as you are, not quite, Nope. but I make up for it in that I want everyone to be happy and like me. And so I'm Mm. like, well, if I can just deal with this or if I can just give in or whatever, then everyone else will be happy. And that's the ultimate goal, which is not always the answer.
0: No, it's not. And I think in a way that it's okay to, especially when you're dating, because you're not you're learning how to mesh with this person, but you're still your own person. You're not quote unquote one yet. Right. (laughs) But it's okay to stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. a little bit and to go to bat for yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I felt like I learned a lot from this relationship. And I mean, the more y'all know this, the closer you get to someone, the more hard conversations you're going to have because you get more close and you have that level of intimacy in a friendship and a relationship, whatever, where that's just going to yeah. be part of it. Mm-hmm. That's why you argue with people you're really close to. You don't argue with people you barely know. Yeah. It's, not worth, it. don't. it's, no, not, it's worth not worth it. It's not worth it. Yep. And in this case it was. Yep. And so that's just an unavoidable part of life. Oh yeah.
1: The but sooner you realize that, the better, better off, off you'll, you'll be. be. Um, I think, and this is probably my last one. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned enough. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but well, another big thing I learned is just, Going back to all the way back to season one with girls and their lists, we have these lists of what we're looking for and what we think will mesh so well with and what we need. I need a guy like this, or I need a guy who does that, or I need this, that, and the other. But I've learned that those qualities you thought you always wanted, or maybe the manifestations of those qualities in a certain way is what you thought you always wanted or needed or would be good for you. Isn't always the case. It might not turn out to be the best thing for you. It might be that once you're in that situation, you're looking at it and saying, oh, I don't mesh with this the way that I thought I would. And it gets back to, okay, do I need to change something about me or do I need to change what I'm looking for? And so I learned a lot about that, I think, Mm -hmm. from this.
0: Yeah. And that's one of those things where you can pull from this and be like, okay, I'm grateful for this. Yes. Oh, totally. you know. Three months later. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There are a lot of really crappy things or sucky things, as we said before, about going through (laughs) something like this. But any good thing you can hold on to from this kind of a circumstance or any little token of nugget of wisdom, whatever you want to call it, you can pull from it is just enough of a silver lining to get you through Be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, this, I hate that this ended, but I learned this and now I will be better off moving forward. My marriage to whoever I do end up with will be better off moving forward because of this. Yep. And that's where you can kind of find a little bit of peace. Yeah. (laughs) All of this. My last thing that I've learned, it's probably not the last, but it's the last (laughs) one I'm going to tell (laughs) y'all, is that I am like, anybody is a big fan of just having clarity when things don't go the way I thought they would. And I didn't really get a whole lot of clarity when this ended, but I did learn that you can still get closure without clarity. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that was possible. Honestly, I didn't think I would be able to totally move on from this until I knew exactly why he broke up with me and exactly why he ended it. And I learned also not to fill in the gaps of where I didn't have clarity with my own assumptions and insecurities because I went down that road pretty quickly of, oh, well, he must have broken up because I wasn't this or I wasn't that or I could have done this or if I had just said this or if I had been more like this. And he never said any of that. Right. But because he didn't say that wasn't it. It must be. It must be one of those, if not all of those things. And so... I would encourage you if you don't get all the clarity you're wanting, if you know you have somebody that breaks up with you, just continue to move forward and move on in whatever closure you can get. And don't try to build the narrative all with just your yeah. guessing and assumptions, because that can be really dangerous. Oh
1: yeah. And I mean, we all have those things that are we're insecure about or are big, huge things in our minds, whether you know, it's, Oh, well, if I were prettier or if I were funnier or if I were whatever, there are these big things in your mind because they're big insecurities that you have that when something like this happens, you're just assuming, well, they must be these big things in the forefront of everyone else's mind too. And they're not most of the time. It's not that, but we just fill in that gap with this thing. That's at the forefront of our mind because it's such a usual, like for me, you know, I, You know, I'm like, oh, if I I'm not very pretty, or I'm not, you know, if I were skinnier or whatever, and you know, I've dated guys who are like, I'm with you because I'm attracted to you. Like, you've got to get that out of your head, but it's still that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when something like this happens, that's the first thing you go to. When more than likely that thing is not even on his radar, and so you have to be careful. And then you have to be careful of like, okay, why why am I doing what I'm doing or why does this matter? Is it because I want to impress this guy? Is it because I want him to like me? Is it because I want people to like me? Am I trying to impress people or are you viewing yourself as God views you? Mm -hmm. And that you have to find what your true heart motivation is when those insecurities and those doubts and those things creep in really dig into what does God say matter? What does he say is important? What does he say about what you should be concerned about and then concern yourself with those things, mm-hmm. which is a whole lot easier to say yeah. than it is to do.
0: Yeah. Well, in fact, you know, surround yourself with people who will remind you of those things when you're going down the yeah. other direction, because mm-hmm. this was so crucial for me to have, you know, I had friends and family, my gr- the girl that does my hair did this for me, which <laughs> were friends, but it was just so funny that she, in particular, she said things that a lot of people said, but like, Kristen, you can't you can't go down that road. Like, you have got to say, like, this is what the Lord says about me. This is what scripture says about me. This is what is true of me. And this isn't a part of my life anymore. This didn't shock God. This didn't surprise him. And this isn't going to mess up his plan or his purpose for you. And you mm-hmm. can move forward in that, even though this plan didn't look the way you thought it would. Yeah. So, all of that to say, breakups suck, but we made it through! <laughs> yes! <laughs> is that the best way to yeah. punctuate that episode oh, said, no more breakups <laughs> in 2019 yes oh my gosh please please we only have like 43 days left i think and then we're good so if we can just make the fact it that
1: you know that is impressive
0: well me and my sister are talking about it yesterday oh okay so that's the only reason i know
1: i think we can make it through without having anyone else break up with us
0: i hope so <laughs> me too Golly. what a what a yeah what a time that would be okay okay, okay. So now let's talk about fun stuff. Let's talk about our big announcement that we teased at the beginning. So Bethany and I have been going back and forth for a while now about getting on YouTube and going the video route. You know, podcasting is wonderful and we love it and we're not going away. We're not stopping this. But like, what if we got on YouTube or what if we started putting some stuff on YouTube? And so we have decided for our YouTube video debut, debut, we are going to be doing Vlogmas, which... For those of you who don't know what Vlogmas is, it is where a lot of YouTubers do it. Most of you probably know. But you basically do a vlog from December 1st through December 25th, every single day. So that we thought that would be a fun way to kind of kickstart it. Y'all are always really? saying that you want an insight into our everyday lives, which we think is hilarious. We're so boring, y'all. Yeah, but <laughs> y'all like it. So we're going to give the people what they want. There you so, go. <laughs> we're going to be doing a vlog every single day some will be on our own some will be together and we're gonna be talking about all kinds of fun things
1: christmasy christmasy
0: things. things day in the life things random things we have a list going but the reason we wanted to make this announcement on here to y'all first was because we want to know what you guys want to yeah. see and We'll continue YouTube into 2020. This isn't a one and done thing. We have thing. some big ideas. Yes. We're doing a lot of planning for next yes. year and next season, but we have created a little two question survey that we're going to link in our Instagram and we'll link it on Facebook. So if you don't follow us on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast or on Facebook, looking for the middle podcast, we'll link it there, but you can go and click on this link to the survey and tell us What's something you'd like us to vlog about for Vlogmas? What's something you want to know? Yeah. And we also have a little box if you have an episode or a Couchcast idea that you can put those suggestions in as well. But we would love to hear from you guys and see yes. what you want to see, what you don't want to see. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but give us ideas because we've got more to fill into the yeah. month. But we're so excited about this. Can't wait. It'll be fun for us to dive into the world of video. Yes. And we can't just hide behind the microphone
1: anymore. <laughs> we're going to have to actually do our hair. Uh, oh, my
0: gosh. Oh, man. Or not. That would be funny.
1: That'll like, get in the things they don't want to see. Yeah, we'll be like,
0: we don't want to see you with your hair sticking in 18 directions. But, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be doing Yay. Vlogmas. It'll so excited. It'll kind of close out season, what are we, in three?
1: Yeah, season because, three? y'all, it's, season three is almost done. We've got four
0: We've more got episodes. We've got
1: next week. As just a regular episode and then the week after that we kick off our three part series of our interviews with boys mm. and that closes out season three so there are only four more episodes after today
0: yeah oh my word I know it's crazy and then 2020 comes yeah
1: oh man so you so many fun things okay
0: so be sure to go check out the link in our bio on Instagram or the link on Facebook tell us what you wanna see in Vlogmas on Vlogmas. Yes. However, the cool kids are saying it. And we'll do our best. We will do our best. So, until Friday for Couchcast, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.